ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار afterwards inshallah we are going to proceed with our discussion if you can recall in our previous session we discussed about the martyrs related to family uh, planning child of bringing and other issues related to the marital relationship so going to the fourth uh, segment of our discussion we are going to discuss about ahkam fil mulamasati wal mudaaba احكام احكام في الملامسه والمداعبه رولينز اند رومانز اند بلاتين من الدولينز لهتو ميريتال رومانز اند اكسايتمنت ذات سكسوال اكسايتمنت العذاب والمواضع المشروعه the addicts and the find the finds of legislation لاستمتاعي احد الزوجين ببعضهما لاستمتاعي لاستمتاعي احد الزوجين ببعضهما in enjoying that is a enjoying that is the married partner to each other so this is our subtopic adab العذاب the addicts والمادي المشروع and the fines of law the fines of legislation لاستمتاع احد الزوجين ببعضهما in satisfying one sexual desires to another that is the married individuals to satisfy to enjoy each other so this is the point of our discussion سئل الشيخ محمد فركوز حفظه الله الشيخ محمد فركوز 
May the Almighty protect him was asked. Sheikh Muhammad Ali Farqus Hafizahullah was asked. Sheikh Ali Farqus he is one of the greatest scholars of our time, or one of the greatest scholars of all time. He's a millennium Sheikh. Uh, although there are some issues recently for which he get refuted on like the issue of Tahmish and also some of the ulama like Sheikh Rabir Hafizahullah has drawn his attention regarding the issues with, with respect to unity and uh, he has some of the paradox fatwa uh, like the fatwa he issued recently during the time of pandemic this is a kind of paradox uh, view related to the view of Allah Mashaikh where Allah Musta'an is a great scholar uh, a kind of scholar whom uh, many students of knowledge benefited from his publications his fatwa and his uh, knowledge most especially from African region. He is a scholar from Al Jazeera. Allah al Musta'an, these are the scholars. Obama, Yukutiruna, we see good. A time they get it right, a time they get it wrong. So we ask the Almighty to uh, forgive his shortcomings. Allah al Musta'an. There are some of the paradox of view of his, which is not like the other view of other Mashaikh related to some of the issues. One of the common point that was known is the issue of Tahmish, like for example the issue of At-Taba'ud al-Ijtima'i and the matters related to unity. Allah understand, but this is known as uh, this kind of issues. Okay, that is differences in Patawa are known in the uh, that is uh, in the field of scholarship in the scholastic field there are this kind of issues Allah Musta'an but uh, other senior mashayikh also they have highlighted some of the issues they refuted him in some of the issues Allah Musta'an so we ask for Allah Taala to protect all these mashayikh so he was asked because he is competent to like give this kind of uh, that is a kind of answer to the question is competent to give this kind of fatwa Allah understand let us take it in this way so he was asked Hal yajuzu langajuli Hal yajuzu langajuli Hal yajuzu langajuli is it lawful for a man to enjoy with his wife as how he wish kayfa yasha as how he wish illa ayyatiha fi dubriha with the exception of him going to her through her anal region through her anus beside that so the question was forwarded that is it lawful for the husband 
to satisfy his sexual desires to enjoy with his wife as how he wished with the exception of him approaching her through the anal region like him requesting her or he asks her and tamusa zakara for her to massage his penis like for her to like squeeze his penis to massage his penis or for him to suck her vagina her opening that is her private part I'm so sorry in this mode of approach, in this mode of questioning. But this matter is very, very vital issue. May the Almighty reward you with the best. So this is the question. Before we go to the answer of the question, I would like to draw our attention related to one of the issues. We should note that the content of this session may be inappropriate to the underage listeners. So if you are under 18, under 16, as far as you are on the age, so it would be inappropriate to you. So you should take note on this. The question is related to marital planning, romance, and excitement, sexual ex excitement. The question was asked to Sheikh Muhammad Farkuz, Sheikh Ali Farkuz. Hafizahullah. The questioner said, as he stated, is it lawful for a man or a husband to enjoy his wife to have a kind of sexual enjoyment between him and his spouse and his wife as how he desires, as how he wishes? The questioner says, with the exception of him going to her through Religion. As we know, anal sex is a, is a kind of problematic sex, for example, and that's the reason why, according to uh, Islam point of approach, it is forbidden. We'll get to discuss on that. There are so many issues related to that. We know there are so many issues related to unprotected uh, sex and anal sex, for example. Like, for example, the husband to ask his wife, the husband to, to request his wife to massage his penis, like for her to massage his penis or to squeeze his penis. Or for him, the husband, to suck her vagina. These are issues related to marital relationship. I think it is known by the married individuals. When the questioner mentioned, I'm so sorry in this 
mode of questioning in this way i'm so sorry because according to the questioner he realized that the words or the statement that he mentioned it is like a kind of inappropriate to some of the individuals what there is need for this kind of question and that's the reason why he concluded that but this issue, this matter, is very, very vital. It's very, very important issue. So we ask the Almighty to reward you with the rest. So this is one of the etiquettes, one of the conduct in asking questions. As I discussed in the previous session, that there are good manners asking questions. You should try such to respect teachers, your lecturers, your seniors, most especially when it comes to the matters of Q and A. The way you put your words, the way you forward the question, the way you would receive the answer to it. Someone can forward a question like him challenging the teacher, or he is like going to argue with that person, with the teacher. And that's the reason why he will not get the question answered in a kind of appropriate manner. So also this questioner, he maintained the ethics and the manner in terms of asking question. Although the content of the question inappropriate to some of the people, maybe. And that's the reason why he concluded that this issue is a vital issue. Because marital relationship is a very important issue as far as the religion is concerned. Because if you look, there are many uh, publications related to these issues. There are a lot of theories related to marital relationship, but when it gets to the aspect of practical or the practicing that practicing what the religion dictates you would see some of the discrepancies some of the problems and differences as how these issues are being experienced by some of the couple some of the marital individuals as how they said Allah in the start It is very acknowledged. So the question is, is it lawful for a man to enjoy with his spouse as how he wish without him going to her through her anal region? Because that is totally, that is our forbidden according to the religious aspect. We'll get to discuss much more on that. Like for him to ask her to massage his penis or for him to suck her vagina. But I'm sorry, in this mode of questioning, in this mode of efforts. But this issue is very vital. It's very, very vital. We ask the Almighty to reward you with the best. So this is the question. For Ajab, and he answered. The Sheikh answered, 
Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin That all the phrases Are to the Lord of the universe All the phrases are For the Lord of the universe The Lord of the creators Wassalatu wassalamu ala man arsalahu Allah Rahmatan lil'alamin And peace Mercy Be upon the one that was sent As mercy to the universe as mercy to the creators and upon his family holds his households and his companions and his brethren to the day of recompense the day of judgment when may peace and mercy of the almighty be upon that messenger of whom he was sent as a mercy as mercy to the entire ages and these blessings these blessings and, and the wish of peace should continue up to the day of recompense upon that particular messenger his households, his companions, his brethren up to the day of judgment and afterwards so after the introduction he go directly to the question فَأَهْلُ الْإِلْمَ The people of knowledge تَخْتَلِفُ أَنْظَارَهُمْ بِهُكُمِ هَذَا الْفِعْلِ Their point of views differs in this kind of action so in this kind of action, the point of view of the ulama differs. There are different point of views related to this. For a wife to massage or to squeeze the penis of her husband, or like the husband to suck the vagina of his wife. So there are different point of view from the ulama in this action. Bayna mujizi. Between the one that permit that, that permitted that, the one that legalized that, that uh, the one who says that it is allowed, there is no problem with it. And this is the mazhab, the pathway of the Hanabilites. This is the Mazhab of Hanabila, Mazhab of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal. So the, the school of thoughts, how their views in this kind of issues, like the, uh, that is the school of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, the Hanabilites, according to them, majority of their scholars, they went on the same that it is allowed, it is legal on doing such. And some from the Malikites, from the mother of Malika, from the Maliki school of thought, some of the ulama, some of the scholars, they went also on the view that it is permissible. Ka asbaq, like asbaq, is one of the greatest scholar of, uh, scholars, among the greatest scholars of the Malikites. Asbaq bin al-Farj al-Masri al-Maliki 
أسبق بن بن الفقد المصري المالكي. He was among the greatest scholars of the Malikite. He had such kind of view that it is permissible. Umani al-Mutlaqan. And among the scholars, there is the one that forbid that absolutely. The one that prohibited that absolutely. And the one that reprehends that. Among the people of knowledge, there are the ones that, according to their own point of view, that is reprehensible. That is, it is not recommended. Meaning, if, if, if we consider it as makru, meaning it is something that you are not deserved, you are not deserved to do. You are not deserved to get into it. You are not deserved to do it. But if you do it, there is no blame on you. So there are segments of the people of knowledge that they went on this view that you are not deserved to do it, but if you do it, there is no problem on that. There is no blame on you. You are scholars. And there are those that they said it is not allowed. And there are those that they said it is allowed. But let us listen. And which, which is the most significant view related to this issue? Because if you classify the view of the Ahlul Ilm, the view of knowledge, if you classify their views, you will see that their views lies within three classes. Those that, according to their view, it is allowed. And those that, according to their view, it is not allowed. And those that consider it as that is a reprehension. Something that is not recommended. If you do it, there is no blame on you. But as for the ones, as for those who prohibited that, they have established their ruling with the most common way, with the most common path, the most common فاث بالأحاديث المانعة من نزل الرجل والمرأة كل واحد منهما إلى أورة الآخر. So those that prohibited that action, they said it is not allowed. It is prohibited. They have established their path of ruling with the أحاديث that talks about the prohibition of a person. Or the prohibition of the married individuals to observe each other's private fact. Like the sin of Aisha, may Allah be pleased, uh, may Allah be pleased with her, may Allah be pleased with her, Aisha the wife of the Rasul. She was among the wives of the Rasul. So there was one hadith that came from her narration. بِذِكْرِ حَالِهَا بَعْرَسُولَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ In mentioning 
her situation, her condition with the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of which it was reported that she said, مَا رَأَيْتُ فَرْجَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ قَبْتُ I have never seen the private part of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this one of the statements that was attributed to her. But is it a valid one or invalid one? فَإِذَا كَانَ النَّذْرَ مَمْنُوعًا So if the observation is forbidden, that is according to this, that is our people of knowledge. One of the class of the scholars, they said it is forbidden. And the point of their reference is that hadith which was attributed to Aisha that she said, I have never observed the private father of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So based on this statement of Aisha, without, that is our uh, analyzing whether it is valid or invalid, whether it is authentic or not authentic. So let us take the statement. If the observation is forbidden, is prohibited, then massaging the private fat, squeezing the private fat or the penis would be also forbidden. And massaging that it is even the most common route to be considered as prohibited. So if we take that is the statement literally, if we take the statement as how it was reported before analyzing whether it is authentic or not authentic. So this is the statement that was attributed to her. Let's move further. Ammal qailun, as for those who stated, biljawaz, ammal qailun biljawaz, those who, those whom their statement is based on legalization, that it is allowed, that they said this is lawful. Biljawazi mutlaqan, those who says that unanimously this is lawful, or with tafsil, or with some kind of specifications. So according to the people of knowledge, there are those that they said it is allowed totally, and there are those that they said it is allowed based on so many conditions. فَاسْتَدَلُّوا بِأَنَّ الْأَصْلَى They established their ruling, their evidence, بِأَنَّ الْأَصْلَى الْإِبَاهَى That the basic origin in this matter, it is optional, that is, it is optional. Meaning the legalization is based on option, meaning it is legally option. Meaning if someone do it, he is right. And if he do not do it, he is right also. So they said first, they established the ruling, the annal asla, that the basic origin of this matter, al-ibaha, it is option. It is based on option, meaning it is legally option. And enjoy that is enjoying each other that is the husband the husband and the wife to enjoy themselves well, 
and even the law did not specify except for him going to her through her anal vision, through her anus. So that's the only point that was specified, that was excluded according to the law. So excluding the anal sex, any way that he follows of the excitement of that or romance between him and his wife, there is no problem on thoughts. Offer him to approach her through her frontal region, meaning to go have a vagina during her menses, during the menstruational period. That is not allowed also. When nifas and during the postnatal period. So these are the three exceptions. According to the leading point of view, anal sex is excluded. Sex during menses is excluded. And sex during postnatal bleeding is also excluded. Meaning they are not allowed. They are forbidden according to the religion point of view. Or during her illnesses. During her illnesses. When she is not feeling fine. For example. And she is suffering with a kind of disorder. For example. So he is not allowed to approach her in such way. He should give her a kind of respite. So that's it. These are the basic conditions. A husband is allowed to satisfy his sexual needs. The wife is allowed to satisfy her husband's needs. And the husband is allowed to satisfy the needs of his wife as how they wish with the exceptions and the exception is without anal sex that is according to the religion point of view without intercourse during menses menstruational bleeding without intercourse during postnatal bleeding and during the time of her illnesses so we should take note on this بقوله تعالى due to the sin of the Almighty والذين هم لفروجهم حافظون and those who safeguard their private thoughts those who are safeguarding their private, private thoughts those who are protecting their private thoughts إلا على أزواجهم except to their women to their wives أو ما ملكت أيمانهم or what their hands obtain. Or that which is under their hands authority. Or that which is under their authority. So for them, they will not be blamed and such. So meaning, the believers, it is and ayah, all these are the ayah, these are some of the verses that are describing the character, the behavior of the believers. One of the verses mentioned that the believers are the ones who have got their private, private thoughts. Except 
to their spouse, to their wives. So meaning, they are protecting their private fast. They offer it to their wives only. Or to that which their hands obtain, like the concubines, for example. During, that is all those period, for example. That during the time of the Rasulullah there is issue of slavery, for example. Issue of, for example, uh, slave trade and other issues. So that is the exception. So on such they will not be blamed. There is no blame on such. They satisfy themselves with their wives or with their concubines. That is during that time. But for today, the issue of slavery is almost eradicated. So the only issue is between the couples. So a husband is allowed to satisfy his private, uh, that is uh, his uh, private need, his marital need. And likewise, the wife also. So both, both the two individuals, the wife and the husband, should try as such to protect their private thoughts, unless to their partner. I mean, what I mean, to their marital partners, or to her husband, I mean, or to his wife, and that's the ruling. The moment someone fell to safeguard his private part, he would get into the issues of zina. And zina is part of the kabira, major sin. And if we say a major sin is a kind of sin, is a kind of shortcoming that someone commits, of which he will not be forgiven unless he repents. And if he fell to repent, he would get to the punishment. There are consequences and such. There are penalties and such. وَلِقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَىٰ And due to the sign of the Almighty, نِسَاءُكُمْ حَرْسٌ لَكُمْ فَعَتُوا حَرْسَكُمْ أَنَّا شِئْتُمْ Your women are like your gardens. You should approach your gardens. أَنَّا شِئْتُمْ As how you desire. So with this regard, we would be able to understand. Yes, it is allowed, but there are some of the exceptions. So the issue of marital relationship, it is not something that has been neglected. It is something that has terms and conditions. And there are some of the relationships that are allowed, but with conditions. Because the humans differs with uh, animals. The humans have terms and conditions. They have the policies. Do you get it? So these are the issues of concern. And due to the saying of the Rasul also. There is no harm and no perpetration of harm to others. Men do not harm yourself and do not harm other person. 
So likewise, by applying this principle, the wife should not harm herself and she should not harm her husband. And the husband should not harm himself and she uh, and uh, he the husband should not harm himself and he should not harm his wife well the only sallallahu alayhi wasallam and due to the sign of the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam halul hayd in the condition of menses in the condition of menstruational bleeding the topic of menstruational bleeding the rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam on stated Isna'u kulla shay'in illa nikah Do everything Except the intercourse The Rasulullah said Isna'u kulla shay'in You can do anything You do everything Illa nikah Except intercourse So during demonstrational bleeding Any form of romance is allowed Platinum is allowed, excitement, sexual excitement is allowed, except the sexual intercourse. Intercourse is not allowed during menstruational bleeding. So these are the terms. When she's in her period, you can have romance with her, but without intercourse. It's not ukulla in illa nikah. Do everything. Accept the intercourse. And the meaning of the hadith. That to each of the married individuals, to each of the married partners, marital partners, can enjoy with one another with the way he wish or the way she. She desires Bimasha on how such partner desires. Pizamanil Hayd in the condition the menses. Illa Wata except ejaculation, except that is the intercourse. Bahua Muhammad Pi Muhalli. Because it is forbidden in its point. It is totally forbidden. It is forbidden in that point of period. So in the period of menstruational bleeding, the marital partners are not allowed to have intercourse, but they can have any mother of romance, pleasing, excitement, but without intercourse in that particular period. That is according to the religion point of view. And there is hikmah, wisdom behind that. If you look, the time of her menses is a time where she is bleeding. There is high risk of contamination, high risk of infection. So the moment they have unprotected sex, or for example, they have sexual uh, intercourse in that condition, there is a chance that they may get infected or the husband will get infected so in order to prevent oneself against any kind of infection or any kind of evil that's the reason why it was 
for beauty. It is one of the hikmah. There are a lot of wisdoms behind that. And since that according to the legislator, this is inadequate. This is not allowed. So it's better for the person to follow this decorum and that it. Without going deeper into the wisdoms behind the prohibition, some of the common evidences, if you look to the side of the clinical aspect, you would see that it is better for, for a person to abstain from this kind of issues during the menstruational bleed. When the wife is in her menses, so it's better for them to have a kind of relief because she is bleeding. If he has a kind of intercourse with her during that time, he may harm her and he may end up harming himself also. These are some of the points that you can understand by yourself, for example. Commonly, you can understand these issues. And there are so other issues, there are other wisdom which are deeper in the field of the health issues and all the and other issues related to the that is our spiritual aspect. Here is one of the point of discussion. The Raddu Ala Hadisi Aisha. And the scholars that they said this is allowed with some condition with some terms and conditions, they have reputed that hadith which was attributed to Aisha radiallahu anha and that that hadith was a flimsy hadith, was a weak hadith. It is not authentic. It is not qualified to be established as a rule. So that hadith of Aisha which says that I have never observed the private fire of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is a flimsy narration it is a kind of weak narration it is not authentic it is not qualified to be established as a kind of evidence or as a kind of rule in this regards so that, that statement that was attributed to Aisha that it was reported that she mentioned such statement such a reference is not authentic reference and likewise even today even if you give us reference you mention a quotation or statement or you mention an article or you publish an article you mention a particular reference it doesn't mean that we'll just take that content without verifying there is little for verification maybe the reference you have given is a mixture of salt and sugar Or maybe some of the reference are not authentic. So we do verification. This statement is not authentic. There is no way that you can even refer that to Aisha radiallahu anha. But rather, authentic ahadith are contradicting that hadith. Like taking bath of the Rasulullah together with his spouses, with his wives. There are other ahadiths that are authentic that describe 
the relationship with the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with respect to his wives that he used to carry bath he used to bath along with his wives like the hadith of Hafsa like the hadith of Umm Salma the hadith of Aisha herself also وَمُعَاشِرَتِهِ وَمُعَاشِرَتِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم لَحُنَّ and his relationship with them فهي تدل على جواز النظر those narrations those ahadith those authentic ahadith are indicating the legalization of the observation if, if the husband take bath together with his wife then there is a chance of them looking towards each other's private, private fact. With the common sense, you would understand this. Not even talkless of being contradicting the statement of the Rasul. That statement of uh, that statement that was attributed, uh, attributed to Aisha, that Aisha anha mentioned that. I have never observed the private father of the Rasul I have never seen the private father of the Rasul It's not authentic statement It contradicts one of the hadith of the Rasul The saying of the Rasul He recommend one person He recommend the, the husband That you should protect your private father except from your wife so meaning you are to protect your private father except your wife so meaning it is free for your wife or whatsoever your hand and or whatsoever that is from your hand ownership whatsoever that is under your authority meaning the concubine during the early ages. So if a person has concubines, so he can satisfy his sexual desires during early ages, during that time. And likewise to his spouses, to, I mean to his wives, for example, or to his wife, for example. وَالْحَدِيثُ عَلَى فَرْدِ صِحَّتِهِ فهو محمول على العدب على ما قال ابن العربي رحمه الله so this hadith على فرد صحته based on the obligation with due its authenticity فهو محمول على العدب it is considered based on the ethics على ما قال ابن العربي رحمه الله and what based on based on what Ibn al-Arabi may Allah have mercy on him stated so the hadith is based on ethics it is talking about the ethics in this issue of marital relationship that the partner should or must safeguard his private father except his marital partner Except, meaning what I mean is that, except to his wife, 
or accept your husband. So you see, this is the addict. So meaning it is free to the wife. If it's our attack. The Rasulullah said, protect your private first. Illa min zawjatik. Accept from your wife. Meaning it is free to her. It is free for her. Or whatsoever your hands are, whatsoever is under the authority of your hand, like meaning the concubines. So, since that the said, protect your private past, safeguard it, accept for your woman, it is free for her. So, if she squeeze it or she massage it, it is free for her. I think you get this info, uh, the point that I'm trying to highlight here. Because the question is related to that issue. That a husband, is he allowed to satisfy his sexual need or between the husband and the wife to satisfy their needs as how they want, like for him requesting her to massage his penis or to squeeze his penis or like for him to suck her vagina. So there is a statement from the Rasul which says that you should protect your private part except to your wife. Meaning it is free for her except from your wife. Meaning you should protect it, you should safeguard it. Offer it only to your wife. Meaning it is free for her. Or from your concubines. ومن نصوص الحنابلة فرض of the quotations part of the part of regals, the evidences of the Hanavilites in this issue we know as I mentioned Hanavilite they have went on the saying that this issue there is no problem on such that this issue is allowed and some of the ulama of Maliki, they went on the saying that it is allowed. So part of the evidences, that which was mentioned by Imam al-Mawardi, Imam al-Mawardi, the author of the book of Ahkam al-Sultaniyya. So Imam of his book, Al-Insaf, Al-Insaf, Kitab Al-Insaf, Fi Ma'rifatin Rajih, من الكلاف he mentioned Imam al-Mawdi was one of the popular predecessors among the people of knowledge the author of the book one of his popular book is Ahkam al-Sultaniyya so he started in one of his book Al-Insaf that is Kitab Al-Insaf في معرفة راجح من الكلاف كتاب الإنصاف يبسط الإنصاف من الثورة أناليسيس في معرفة راجح من الخلاف النوين دمس سيغنيفيكانت فرم كونتراديكشن so that book was a kind of book that talks about some of the issues, some of the cases, some of the matters that are contradictory 
and the martyrs that are significant that is it's a kind of important book of analogy in terms of fiqh so in his book al insaf he mentioned fa'idatan there are two important points of approach here there are two important points he said ihdahuma one of the points one of it qadi fil jami he said al qadi mentioned in his book al jami al jami is that book al jami al sadiq of qadi abi ya'la abu ya'la qadi abu ya'la or imam al shanqa in his book al jami jami al sadiq he mentioned يجوز تقبيل فرج المرأة قبل الجماع. It is lawful to kiss the vagina of a woman before the intercourse. ويكرهه بعده. But it is not recommended after it. It is not deserved to be done after it. Now if that it is allowed, it is lawful to kiss the vagina of a woman, the, for the husband to kiss the vagina of his wife, it is allowed. It is lawful. It is lawful, but before the intercourse, after the intercourse, it is not recommended. And also he mentioned that from the river of Atah. Wathaniya, the second point, the second, the second important point of approach. لَيْسَ لَهَا اسْتَدَخَالُ ذَكَرِ زَوْجِهَا وَهُوَ نَائِمٌ بِلَا إِذْنِ She is not deserved, she is not allowed to insert the private part of her husband when he was sleeping بِلَا إِذْنِهِ without his permission. Meaning, لَيْسَ لَهَا اسْتَدَخَالُ ذَكَرِ زَوْجِهَا she is not to insert the penis of her husband when he is sleeping without his permission. So this is one of the points. But she can squeeze it, she can massage it, she can touch it. She can, she can kiss it. Bishahwa with due desires. That one thing is that it is allowed for a husband to kiss the vagina of his wife before intercourse. But it is not recommended after intercourse. It is not permissible after intercourse. It is not recommended. If he does that after intercourse, then there would be some problem. So it's better not to do it after the intercourse. But before the intercourse, it is lawful, it is allowed. No problem with such. And second point, for the woman, for the wife, she is not deserved, she is not to insert the penis of her husband when he is sleeping without his permission. Suppose he is sleeping, and she gets aroused, or for example, she gets sexually aroused, for example, or she has that kind of desire. 
for her to take his penis to insert into her private file that is not allowed unless with his permission so he's sleeping there is no permission from him so she's not to do it to do to do it but she can she can touch it she can massage it she can squeeze squeeze it like lamsu uh, to touch it to squeeze it if she has the desire sexual desire she is not to insert its private part into her vagina but she can touch it she can squeeze it she can kiss it and she can kiss that bishahwa with due desire if she has a desire to that and he confirmed this hukum and the rule is confirmed in the book of Riaya Kitab Riaya fi tajridi masail al-hidaya Kitab Riaya fi tajridi masail al-hidaya that book was one of the popular book of the mother of Hanif the Hanifites they know the value of the book of Riaya fi tajridi masail al-hidaya I think the book is authored by, or was authored by Ibn al-Aqrab, Ibn al-Aqrab al-Hanifi. So that issue was confirmed, the issue was confirmed there. فَتَبِعَهُ فِي الْفِرُولِ And this rule was also reaffirmed, was followed in the book of Al-Firur. Kitab Al-Firur, that book of Ibn Maflah al-Hambali, he was among the Hanagilites. Uh, Ibn Maflah, uh, he has a book, Kitab al-Furur, al-Fiqh al-Hambali. So and that's the reason why Sheikh Farouk mentioned that this issue was allowed, was unto the saying that it is permissible, it is lawful according to the Hanagilites and subsegment of the Malikan. So what as for the Ibn al-Aqrab, he mentioned that statement and he gave some of the analysis. So you cannot just say that it is his opinion. But as for the Ibn al-Maflah, according to how he mentioned the case or the statement in Kitab al-Firur, it is indicating that that is his opinion. So as far as it is his opinion or it was his opinion, definitely it is an opinion of the Hanabilites because he was among the scholars of Hanabilites. Ibn Aqil. Ibn Aqil has elaborated that. He has elaborated that vividly. And he said, Because the husband is the one that is holding the key and the unlock the key and the unlocking are responsibility of the husband so as we know in the field of fiqh if a marriage is established before the husband consummated the marriage with his wife there are some of the rules as far as he gave the dowry when it was dictated by the law that so-so person get married to so-so person after giving the dowry, 
automatically the wife has earned the half